This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 746 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by EquestrianCollections.com. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to the Horse Tip Daily Show. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Horse.com's weekly horse health report on the Horses in the Morning Show, episode number 578. The Hit'em Gang is joined by the Horse.com digital editor, Michelle Anderson, and... Dr. Shannon Finley for an interesting talk about cellulitis. But first, let's hear from today's sponsor. Hi, Glenn here, founder of the Horse Radio Network, and I am with Debbie from Equestrian Collections with Equestrian Collections Product of the Week. This time of year, the mares, the early foals are beginning to arrive. The thoroughbreds that are specifically bred to be foaling in January, sometimes um, the, the mares that caught a little bit later in the year, they're foaling now during a cold time of the year. And so you want to have on hand a foal blanket so that if you do have a foal in the cold that you have something you can wrap him up in. The one I'm featuring this week is the Weatherbeta Growing Foal Stable Blanket. And I featured this one because it is so adjustable. It adjusts from 42 inches to 57 inches, which is a lot. So you only need the one. It's 180 grams of polyfill, which is a little bit less than medium weight, so it's really good. It's a stable blanket, so it's for when you're there inside. So it's really good for, um, you know, a little bit more than lightweight and a little bit less than medium weight. So it's really good for that. And it's a 300 denier, so it's really strong. And it comes from Weather Beetle, which is, of course, a very well-known brand. So I thought that this would be a really good thing for those of you who are expecting winter foals to maybe consider keeping on hand. And it's only $50, so it's a real good safety feature for early spring bowling. And you can find them at equestriancollections.com. Just search for Weatherbeater Growing Foal Stable Blanket at equestriancollections.com. That's right. It is time for the horse.com. We have them here every week with the weekly horse health report. And today I think we're right, we're doing a request. This was a request by one of our listeners. Uh, and we have Michelle Anderson from thehorse.com on with us this morning, like we do every week. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning. So Dr. Finley is here. Um, she's with Bend Equine, which is our local equine hospital here in Bend, Oregon. So I, I brought a local on with me. Um, but she is here to talk about cellulitis. And as you mentioned, Glenn, that was a request from one of your listeners who has lost a horse to cellulitis, which is very sad. Yes, that's right. She uh, she she's a regular listener uh, on with us almost every day, and she she you know she was pretty upset about it, and she said she'd like to learn more about it because that was her. I think it was her first experience with that particular horse that then died. Yeah, which is like I said, very very sad. So let's start out, uh, Doctor Finley. What is cellulitis? 
Well, cellulitis is, is um, another one of those just kind of itis words, which means inflammation of, and it's inflammation of the connective tissues under the skin. So everything under the skin and the blood vessels under the skin, and then usually when we're talking about cellulitis, we're talking about a septic cellulitis, which means it's an infection of those connective tissues under the skin. And it can happen anywhere on the body, but most of the time in horses, um, it occurs in, in a hind leg. So how is cellulitis different than a regular infection? A horse gets puncture wound and it gets pussy and we treat it with antibiotics and clean it up. How is cellulitis different than that? Well, when you have a, a puncture wound or, or any wound really, most of the time um, the inflammation and the infection is confined to the, to the wound itself. Um, and for reasons that we don't totally understand sometimes, um, an infection spreads, and it spreads under the skin, and the whole leg can all of a sudden become affected and have an infection under the skin versus just being localized to, to the wound. Um, and then, unfortunately, with your listener's horse, um, probably the infection went on to spread and become more systemic. It wasn't, it wasn't, they weren't able to get it under control, which in rare cases does happen. So um, it, that infection spreads under the skin and, and uh, becomes quite a problem. So what clinical signs should we be looking for when we're talking about cellulitis? So um, it happens really fast. Oftentimes, a lot of times you'll have reports of horses normal yesterday and now today. Um, his leg is, uh, a lot of times we call it a stovepipe leg because it's so swollen, you can't, uh, there's no differentiation in the joints or anything anymore, it's just a giant swollen leg um, with severe leanness. Um, oftentimes owners think that the horse has broken a leg because that's how non-weight bearing they are. Um, so severe heat, severe swelling, they don't want you to touch it. They may or may not have a fever. Um, a lot of the times they're depressed, uh, not wanting to eat and not wanting to move. Um, and then when it's gone on for a little while, that swelling can um, cause damage to the skin. The skin can actually crack and start oozing um, from the amount of pressure and the, the severe swelling. So um, it can happen really fast. There may or may not be a wound that's obvious. Sometimes mm -hmm. there's, a, there's, a, there's an inciting cause. And sometimes there's not, or sometimes there's just a little tiny scrape that, that none of us, you know, would really ever be concerned about, but unfortunately seeded the tissues with an infection. Hey, Dr. Finley, so, uh, Michelle, one second. Um, first of all, I'm just going to say, ew, to start right there. Uh, That's for the rest of this segment, okay? I'm just covering <laughs> it from the beginning right here. Um, now, it, it has to be incredibly painful. It is. It is incredibly painful. Yeah, that like I said, a lot of times they won't even put their toe on the ground, and um, their heart rates are usually, you know, through the roof, and they're not eating and things like that. So, so it can be uh, very difficult for the horse. Yeah. Yeah. And so my next question is going to be, what kind of injuries lead to cellulitis? But you're saying even just like a little prick or maybe nothing at all can lead to this really severe infection? Yeah, unfortunately. I, I'd say 50% of the time that I've seen it, you can't find any reason for it. Um, sometimes it's horses that are prone to scratches um, will can progress to, to the cellulitis. Sometimes there's an obvious wound or a small wound that you can find. 
um, a puncture wound, you know, sometimes puncture wounds are just, we like to call them tip of the iceberg wounds because they don't look like much. Um, but, you know, something went in and out really quickly and, um, and then it seals over before you really get a chance to understand that it was something more serious. Um, so it can, it can be anything and it can be nothing. Sometimes it's just the swelling of the limb. Okay. And you mentioned scratches, and we've talked about scratches on the show in, during mm -hmm. the past year, but can you describe for those who haven't heard those discussions what scratches is? Yeah, scratches is, is basically um, like an inflammation that comes from um, oftentimes a mixed infection, so sometimes there's a fungal component, sometimes there's a, oftentimes there's a bacterial component. And there, you'll find some painful scaling and crusting, usually on the back of the leg, around the coronary band, um, and swelling of the skin. It can be very painful. And oftentimes it occurs on horses that have white skin, but it doesn't necessarily have to be white. Horses that live in really um, moist conditions are, are out to pasture, and so their skin is constantly wet, are a bit more predisposed to it. And then there's a predisposition, uh, a genetic predisposition that, that we don't totally understand why one horse gets scratches and the other horse doesn't. So it's a localized skin infection. Yeah. Well, and it's scary that this, uh, you know, scratches, it's kind of this little nastiness on the front of their legs and you kind of pick it and you clean it. Yeah. Um, but that it can blow up into this really serious life-threatening issue. Um, so should people be nipping scratches? I mean, it's so frustrating to treat. I, from yeah, my it experience, is so it's extremely frustrating. Yeah, it is. And I would say that in so rare of a case that scratches actually turn into a cellulitis. It's okay. not something people should be fearing. Um, okay. And scratches should be treated. But that, that being said, it can oftentimes be a frustrating treatment. I think there's a lot of people out there who we try a lot of home remedies for scratches and have never consulted a veterinarian on what might be the best way to go about it. And so um, we do have some, some treatments that work pretty well. And, you know, oftentimes we'll talk to people and they've gone through all kinds of crazy things, Listerine and turpentine and all this stuff, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> to try to get rid of scratches. And, and there, are some, there are some good treatments out there. So I would say definitely try to treat it, but it, it can be frustrating for sure. So going back to cellulitis, how how do we treat this one when it happens? Yeah. So uh, cellulitis is the mainstay is going to be antibiotics, blood spectrum antibiotics, anti-inflammatories, so butyrphanamine, and um, sometimes some steroids have to be used. Uh, and then bandaging the whole limb, you have to you have to counter that swelling with some bandaging, and full limb bandaging is is difficult to do, and most owners aren't aren't prepared to do it themselves the first time. Um, and then other things like hydrotherapy, so cold hosing or a game ready system, or um, massage can also be you know added things to help the horse through it. But the main thing are antibiotics, anti-inflammatories, and good bandaging. Uh, the thing about about cellulitis is it can be very expensive to treat. Um, we oftentimes like to do ingestible antibiotics if possible, rather than just an oral, an oral SMZ or TMS powder. Um, with a, the very best thing to do would be to get a culture, so where we make just a tiny little incision in the in the swelling and stick a culture swab in there and and uh, send it to a lab so we know exactly what bacteria we're dealing with so we can make an appropriate antibiotic choice. 
Um, most of the time it's a staph, uh, staphylococcus type bacteria, but it can be anything. And we may be choosing the wrong antibiotic, which is one of the reasons why people end up losing um, treating this condition is, you know, you think you've got a nice good broad spectrum antibiotic, but it's a long antibiotic and the infection spreads and you lose control of it. So um, some of these horses are really sick. They've become really dehydrated because they have been feeling really, um, you know, dumpy for a couple of days and they need to be hospitalized and, and uh, have some supportive care. So unfortunately, cellulitis can be a really big deal. Um, as far as treatment goes. Uh, most of the time we're very successful at treating it. Yeah. So you know, we're very fortunate here in Bend to have your hospital where our horses can go if, if they need to be hospitalized for, for mm -hmm. treatment. But what about the horse owners who don't have that option or maybe can't afford that option? Is this something sure. that they can treat with their practitioner on their own property? Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, there's always there's always different levels of of care that can be offered to somebody. You know, there's there's some, well, here's the gold standard of what I'd recommend because your horse is so sick, I recommend you travel and go here, to this is what I can offer you on the farm and so, and oftentimes we just have to do what we have to do. And and so if that means trying the oral antibiotic route, then that's what we have to do. I mean, it's just, um, there are certain levels of recommendation and certain things that we can do. Antibiotics have to play a role. They have to get a bandage on there. Um, they have to get the inflammation down. And uh, sometimes if the horse is really sick, we can run them some fluids in the field. There's, there's always the option of treating the horse in the field. Um, and, uh, and, and most of the time, he will be successful at treating it. And, and there's the, the handful of cases that um, the condition will get away from you. Um, so there's a, go ahead. Oh, well, you, if you have more to add, go, go on, because I have an, my next question. <laughs> okay. No, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's all as far as, as treatment goes. There's, okay. Yeah. So is, what about prevention? Like, is this something that if your horse gets a puncture wound that you can prevent through taking really good care of that, or is this just something that tends to catch you by surprise? Yeah. Uh, I think it's unfortunately one of those things that tends to catch you by surprise. Certainly, of course, good hygiene and, and taking care of a wound when it occurs is, is obviously important, but you can do all of those things and still end up with cellulitis, unfortunately. Um, so the most important thing is that people recognize that they have a cellulitis um, occurring or starting. It's that it's not just a little swelling, that it's not just the horse stocking up. Um, and that they have a real problem on their hands and so and, and that they get treated treatment right away. This isn't something you notice on Saturday and it should wait till Monday to see okay. a veterinarian because by that time um, oftentimes it can, it can have gotten really bad. So prevention um, is difficult but uh, prevention of a really major problem when you could have had a fairly simple problem involves getting your veterinarian in, in, involved right away and, and not you mentioned on this. You mentioned stocking up, and that's lots of times our horses will get hurt, we'll put them in the stall, we're treating, yeah. and they will get stocked up. How can horse owners tell the difference between a cellulitis case and just run-of-the-mill stocking up from sure. being stabled? Well, um, generally horses are not are not lame when they're stocked up. Uh, they may be a little bit stiff coming out of their stall, but they walk out of it. Um, and, and this condition almost always 
causes a very severe lameness. Like I mentioned, um, there, you know, you may think the horse has a broken leg or, or is, it is very painful. So anytime you obviously have a horse that has that severe lameness, it should tip you off that there's something very wrong, um, especially if there's a wound involved. Um, so if, uh, if you have lameness, if the horse doesn't seem like they're feeling well, you know, every, I recommend that everybody have a thermometer in their, in their, um, first aid kit at home. Anytime your horse doesn't seem like they're feeling well, be able to take a rectal temperature. If you don't know how, ask someone who can help you with that. And oftentimes this condition, the horses will have a fever, which is a temperature over 101 degrees. Dr. Finley and Michelle, um, we, we, uh, the, the listener that asked us to cover this today actually just dropped me a note on Facebook and said, please address reoccurrence. Uh, my mare got it back three times, and each time it got worse. Yeah. So um, that is one of the frustrating conditions, uh, reasons this is so frustrating is that there's about a 25% recurrence rate. And there's a couple different reasons for recurrence. Um, one reason is uh, the infection was never completely gotten under control. So it, it gets significantly better, but there's still some left over, and that's um, where the, the culturing comes into play, knowing exactly what bacteria you're dealing with and which antibiotic is going to be appropriate. Um, another reason for reoccurrence is um, a predisposition. So a scar or a wound or something that has changed the circulation in that limb to where the, the circulation isn't normal. So their ability to fight infection and fight inflammation isn't normal. Um, and then the third reason for reoccurrence is we don't know. Um, and and there is still a lot we don't understand about uh, the risk factors for cellulitis. But the first two things, uh, the first thing we can obviously do something about. The second thing is, is a little bit more difficult to do something about, but if we have a good history on the horse, we may be able to get a reason why. Um, and then, unfortunately, sometimes we don't know why. Okay. Well, we do on horse.com have a great video on taking vital signs, and Dr. Finley, you had mentioned taking a rectal temperature. How to do that mm -hmm. is included in that video, along with taking a respiration rate and heart rate, which are all things that, that can help you get some information together to give yeah. your vet when you make that first call. Um, yeah, and then also, yeah, and then also, if you go in the search term on the horse.com, the search bar, put in cellulitis, it'll pull up some images. Um, these legs are very, very swollen um, in, in the cases that we have photos of. Um, so mm -hmm. check that out if you want to see what this looks like. And so thank you so much, Dr. Shannon. Well, there you go. To listen to more of the Horse.com's tips, just go to horsetipdaily.com and go to the Experts drop-down menu on the left. If you love listening to the Horses in the Morning gang putting in their two cents on horse health topics, you can tune in weekday mornings at horsesinthemorning.com for your daily fix of up-to-the-minute information, interviews, and good times. You can also go to thehorse.com, where you will find the mother load of horse health information covering pretty much every topic imaginable. Don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's podcast has been brought to you by equestriancollections.com. Just like Horse Tip Daily brings the whole world of equine knowledge to you, Equestrian Collections brings the whole world of equine online shopping to you. Check them out today at equestriancollections.com, and while you're there, tell them Coach Jen sent you.
please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.